Opinions expressed on the Eyes Free Fitness podcast are those of the individuals and do not necessarily represent Blind Alive. No comments are meant to diagnose or treat any particular condition, but to assist you on your journey to wellness. Please consult your doctor if your questions are of a medical nature. Hi, everybody. This is the Eyes Free Fitness podcast number 90. I can't wait till we get to 100. I am Mel Scott, and today we're going to talk with Kathy Strahan about bone broth and soup. Maybe some of you have been hearing about bone broth. It's gotten to be really trendy, but actually it is a very old way of getting nourishment and making the best use of what you have. And making a bone broth for a soup base is so, so good for us. So we're going to learn about that today with Kathy, and then Lisa's going to do a Book It segment. First, I want to talk with you about what I'm calling the curiosity lifestyle. And what that means to me is my goal for the year is to expand my capacity for emotional and physical stamina, and also to be able to use my mind as the tool that it was meant to be. I don't want my mind to control me. My mind is a tool that I want to be able to pick up and put down at my will instead of having it control me. And so a couple of things that I have implemented in this year is I signed up for a type of yoga that I've never taken before. It's called Kundalini Yoga. And uh, you can do all kinds of silly things with that word. Um, but Kundalini Yogurt, yogurt. <laughs> we'll leave that in. <laughs> Kundalini Yoga is um, it's a type of yoga that is involved with breathing and energy and moving the energy up into your body. And so there's, there's a lot of what's called breath of fire, which is a very controlled, quick breath. And it brings the heat into the body very, very quickly. And I've been doing that for a few weeks this year. And I tell you what, it is, it's doing things to me. <laughs> I had a class on Tuesday and I'm sore. But the movements themselves are not big movements, and they're not scary. You don't have to worry about balance or, or anything, at least what I've done so far. But it really does get my energy moving. And what we do is we have a set position, and we're moving in that position. So let's say we're sitting, but our arms are out straight in front of us, and we're just lifting and lowering our arms with the breath very quickly. And if you do that for about three minutes, it really does a number on you. It, it gets to be very challenging mentally and physically. And so when I talk about expanding my capacity for physical and emotional stamina, a lot of times our bodies can do a little bit more than we think they can if we don't allow the mental and the mind and the emotional to come in and say, oh no, I've got to stop. I can't do anymore. Because those are thoughts. So 
what we're being encouraged to do in this class is to just do a little bit more than we really want to do. And I've been pushing those edges, and I'm finding that it's making me feel better. And I can feel my body changing and also my willingness to undergo a little bit more emotional stress than I'm willing to. I feel like I can handle a little bit more than I thought that I could. So what I'm encouraging people to do is when they're exercising or doing any kind of movement or meditation or whatever it is, just expand your capacity by doing a little tiny bit more than you think you want to. Maybe eat one more vegetable than you think you want to or exercise for 10 more seconds than you think you want to. So that's what I'm noticing with the kundalini yogurt. (laughs) The kundalini yoga. Um, The other thing is I wrote about getting a rebounder. So I got the rebounder last week. And every day I've been getting on the rebounder. And I was actually frightened of the rebounder because my knees are bothering me. And I am one of these people that's hyper flexible. And I was just a little bit afraid of it. But I got the Bellicon rebounder with the T-bar support. So I use that support and I hold on for dear life. I do not let go of that and make sure that my knees are really bent so that There's no danger of me hyperextending my knees, and I'm bouncing just in the most gentle way. And it's Thursday now, and I've had it since last Friday, and I'm finding that I'm willing to allow myself to go just a little bit more than I'm comfortable going, and I'm getting stronger. I can feel myself getting stronger. And the rebounder is so fun because I stand on it, but then I sit on it and use that T-bar to work out my arms. And then I lie on it and use it as a, a mat. And it's a little bit higher up off the floor so that it's easier to get up and down. So I'm pushing my edges and I'm being curious to see what I can do on the rebounder and see how it feels. And I've only been doing it about 20 minutes a day and it's fun and it's getting more and more fun every day. So what I'm encouraging people to do and in offering the idea that we can expand our capacity for emotional and physical stamina by doing just a little bit more than we think we want to. So those are my profound words for today. <laughs> it's, uh, it's fun to, to think about this and to articulate it in a little bit better way. And I want to keep you posted on the, the rebounder. And I also uh, want to keep you posted on what's going on with my knees. I've, I've 
unfortunately gotten some arthritis in my knees, and so I will be going to physical therapy, and I'm going to be sharing that journey with people in terms of the exercises that are going to be required of me, and in hopes that some of you can can use them to strengthen your own knees before you start having problems with them. So that's my monologue for today, and let's get into our interview with Kathy. Hi, Kathy. It is so fun to have you back on our podcast again. I just loved the article that you posted to our listserv a while back about soup being the new first fast food. food. First, first fast food, right. That's what it was. And I think you talked about uh, bone broth and soup and that whole thing. So let's just talk about soup. But first, tell me, um, how are you? How are you feeling today? Oh, awesome. I'm feeling great. And thanks again for having me, Mel. Always fun to talk to you. One of the things that we all have to do or thinking about is that eating healthy. And I don't want anyone to feel guilty or bad about what they're doing or not doing. So today, Mel, it's just kind of fun to, to bring up an idea about how you can make soup and you can make it ahead of time. And then that way you could just heat and eat once you have the soup prepared. And we can talk about a recipe and I'll, we'll have it in the show notes. And I was telling you before we went on is that I personally love to eat homemade food. We eat mostly homemade food at home, prepared meals. However, I don't enjoy cooking, believe it or not. I don't, I don't, <laughs> you know, to me, people talk about it being relaxing and meditative. I don't feel that way. So I like to prepare all my food ahead, not all, but much of my uh, meals are make ahead on Sunday, for instance, freeze them. A lot of times it stays in the refrigerator for a few days, so it's all good. And then we just eat and heat. And um, I love it. I love this idea. So I, I hope everyone too. else does I, too. No, soup is my favorite thing. I just, especially this time of year, I cook something or, and if I don't, somebody in my house does, we'll cook a big, huge pot of it. And the thing is, I'm happy to eat on it mm-hmm. all week long. I'll eat it for lunch. I'll eat it for breakfast. I'll eat it for dinner. I don't care. And then sometimes what I'll do is I'll make something. And then as the week goes on, I might add you know, let's add, let's add a different spice or let's add some some different beans to it. And it, it can kind oh, of yeah. over the over the week. So Kathy, tell us yeah. about um what what is your favorite method or type of soup that you like to cook? And let me just back up and say to people too that um just by the way, I'm, I've been totally blind since I was two. I grew up blind. Um, so blind people who are newly blind may not realize that they can, they can get back in the kitchen and cook. Maybe they need someone to give them a few pointers uh, in their own kitchen, that kind of thing. So I just wanted to point that out. So I've had a lifetime of being blind. So to me, it's no big deal. But cooking doesn't have to be complicated. You don't have to be a chef. Baking is different. We're not talking about that today. Um, (laughs) No, we're not. (laughs) Yeah, not at all. Not at all. Back in the day, you know, 150 years ago, 100 years ago, people lived on a farm and women were the ones who did the cooking. The men went working out on the farm and this and that. So the women were the wisdom. They had the wisdom of what's going to be healthy for the family. So they knew all that. So in traditional cooking, 
they would start their soups with what's called a bone broth. Every This has become sort of very uh, well-known these days. It's very trendy, broth. yes, but it is very, very healthy. Trendy, but it's one of the trends that really have some uh, nutrition and science behind it. So back you know, 100 years ago, 250 years ago, they used every part of the animal. And that included the connective tissue, which has, if you simmer it, has the collagen, the connective tissue has a lot of the good protein that we're missing in everyday eating. Most people eat just the bone out, just the, the breast of the chicken. So we're missing some important nutrients. So this is a good way to do it. So what you do, if you want to, and by the way, I'll give you some other options if you don't want to go through all this, but so you can get a whole chicken, for instance. Um, make sure it's as organic as you can afford. You know, ideally, Mel, uh, you know, you've heard of pastured chicken. That means that chicken is out like a regular chicken should be, and it's digging around and eating the worms and this and that. So that's where chicken should be raised. So if you can't afford it or you can find a pastured chicken, if not, just get the best chicken you can afford. The whole chicken with the organs still in there, even if you can find one with chicken feet. You can even do this in a pressure cooker, but I, I don't have one yet. I keep talking about it. I'm going to get my pressure cooker. Oh, like an pot. instant pot? Yes, I'm going to yeah. get one, I maybe even this week. Yeah, so you can actually do this in a pressure cooker, um, which would be even shorter. So I have my good old-fashioned slow cooker right now. In fact, I did it this morning. So what you do is you get your whole chicken. I found my little farmer's market has uh, chicken feet and that has extra, extra bonus. It will actually make the broth even more gelatin-like. So I threw in my whole chicken and a few chicken feet, maybe about five. Um, then I covered it with water. I added some carrots, just raw carrots. And some, I don't always add spices, but today, I don't know why, I just decided, hey, I'm going to just add some dried basil and oregano and a little salt. And then I'm going to I put it on around uh, 9.30. It's going to go up for about seven or eight hours. There are recipes out there where you want to go 24 hours. I have found that if I use good chicken feet, and I could go seven or eight hours, and I get the same result. So, so Kathy, I'm, I'm going to do it. Let me ask you. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Um, so, are you using the whole chicken with the meat and everything, or are you just using the carcass after you've already used the meat? You could do that too, but this time uh, I'm using the whole chicken with okay. the meat on it. Okay. So, and then I've got chicken to put in a salad or put in the soup, uh, whatever. So you could do it either way. I find that the chicken on is so ideal. It gives added flavor, but you could do it either way. You can collect your carcasses and your bones throughout the week. I used to do that too. Um, and you can make this with beef too. You could, but today we're talking about chicken. So the beautiful thing about making a bone broth like this is again, you get the, you get the nutrients from the gelatin that you're going to create. And so tonight what I'm going to do is Drain off all the bones and the chicken feet. Throw those away. I'll have what's left. I'll keep the meat from the chicken. And then what's left is the broth. And I'll pour that into mason jars and let it sit for 24 hours. And hmm. if it's done right, tomorrow morning or even the next day, I can scrape off the fat that'll come to the top. And it should feel like jello, just like jello. It should wow. be like jello. 
That's ideal. Doesn't and if it doesn't, if you don't get jello, you still have a good broth that you can use to make soups with. So when you get this gelatin and you want to make a soup with it as that as the base, how yeah. much of that do you use? I use the whole quart that I have for and it depending on how much soup you're you, you're making. If you want it more soupy, go ahead with two quarts. Now it's just my husband and I, but you know, we have that soup for three or four days. Or sometimes we'll freeze it and mix it up and have other meals because even we get tired of soup. So maybe we'll throw it, we'll make a salad. Tonight, I'll probably get about three or four quarts of broth. And you've got and a large I'll, slow cooker. Mm-hmm. Okay. My cooker will, will take, uh, I don't even know how many quarts. I don't know why it doesn't say it on the, on the actual slow cooker itself. So I don't have the box. But it'll take about a four-pound, three to four-pound chicken with some other things thrown in. And then I cover it with water, put enough water to cover everything, and then put it on high. You can't go wrong. It's hard to go wrong with these things. Right. Um, the thing, even if you don't get the gelatin, it's still good stuff. It's still more nutritious than the store-bought. Now, if you don't want to go through all this, don't let this stop you from making your soup. Just get the store-bought. And as you go along, you'll get more inspired to maybe go through this. And it, most of it's, um, it took me, what, five minutes to put the slow cooker together. Put the chicken in, put the water on. It took five minutes. Now, I, you know, the rest of it's done by the slow cooker. I'm not doing anything. The slow cooker's working. Yeah, so. it's fabulous. So what I did was after I read your post, I got inspired and I thought, you know what, I, it's time for me to do bone broth because mm-hmm. I, I do have osteopenia and I need to get those extra minerals and that can come from the, the bones. And so I found on Thrive Market that they just started doing bone broth and I thought, okay, I'm yeah. just going to do it the easy way. And I got, I ordered it from Thrive Market and we made our first soup with that last week and it was fabulous. I forgot that. I mean, thank you for bringing that up because there's there are several really good companies. Thrive Market has an excellent, from what I hear, I haven't bought it, but bone broth. So yeah, you don't have to make it, buy it. It usually will come frozen. Did it come sent to you frozen? I don't know how um, it came, but no, it wasn't. It was in a it was in a carton, but you know, Thrive. Oh right, right, right. It was in a yeah. it was in a carton, and it was kind of you know uh-huh. gelatiny, and we put it in the refrigerator. And Beautiful. It said to use about a cup of that. Uh, uh-huh. So we didn't even use the whole thing, and you know we just dumped in then extra stock. Um, I think I used some Thai sure. Thai stock in the carton. Oh my gosh, that sounds delicious! Oh, it was fabulous, and just tons and tons of mushrooms, and mm-hmm, oh, mm-hmm. just love it, love it, love so it. So that's what I I love mushrooms too, and also to make it easy, I grab a. a couple of bags of prepared coleslaw. Any store sells that already shredded, already cut up. And coleslaw is the cabbage and the carrots and whatever else they put in there. So see, to me, I mean, chopping really doesn't take that much time. It just takes, 
you know, it's a little tedious is all, and I don't have a food processor. So if I chop vegetables, I got to do it by hand. So you can grab some coleslaw, some mushrooms, some broccoli, and I don't care what kind of vegetable you kale. You could even grab some frozen kale, which lasts forever in the freezer. I use that for smoothies. Frozen vegetables are perfectly healthy. And beans. I love how you said beans. Can I point out, um, beans are really tough on the digestion. And there's only one brand out there that actually soaks the beans and actually uses, uh, cooks them in a pressure cooker and adds some seaweed to it. You can't taste the seaweed, but it adds some amazing minerals to it. And that's Eden Foods. Yeah, I, yeah, love I think this. you can get, can you get Eden brand from Thrive? I bet you can. I'm sure you can. Thrive sells it. And you know, Sprouts will sell it. Whole Foods will sell it. I'm sure you can get it on Amazon. Most grocery stores don't carry it. So Eden Foods is just the best. And they use safe cans. They don't exactly. use the BPA. It's, so. that I just, Eden is the only, the only brand that I will use because I'm neurotic about you know, BPA and all this kind of stuff because my health is just too important and I'm not going to compromise it if I can avoid it. So that's... And it's not that much more expensive than other brands. There's Amy's and all those other uh, organic ones, but they don't prepare the beans properly. Right. And they don't and, have a safe and, and can. And cooking beans in the Instant Pot or, you know, in a pressure cooker. That... That's, is also that's another reason why I want to get my Instant Pot because uh, the more you read about beans and I haven't and I love beans I love 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 them and they're so good with and it, you know if you want to be a plant more plant based um, person uh, you know you want to eat more plant based uh, putting that with some white rice or even brown rice or whatever you know there you've got a protein right there it just adds some depth to the soup it's just so hearty. Oh yeah, um, it's it's fabulous. Another thing that I like to do um that I was I was telling you before is I have two men in the house and they they you know, for some reason there's something about soup. They just they feel like they haven't really eaten real food. <laughs> if yes. if they eat soup every day and if if they do eat soup, then they've got to have the bread, or they've got to have mm -hmm. something else. They just don't feel complete with just soup. So what I do is I trick them, and I I strain out the liquid out of the soup and just take the uh -huh. vegetables out, and I cook uh -huh. or rice or quinoa or sometimes pasta, and then uh -huh. put those strained soup vegetables over the, the pasta, and then I'll just like sprinkle some cheese or something, and they think they've got something fabulous that, you know. That, right. You know, and it no, is they love fabulous. Too. Yeah. yeah. And, oh, that's a great idea. Yeah, yeah. So that, that's how my, my soup continues and evolves over the, <laughs> over the week. Yeah. And then if people like, um, if they're not, if, it, you know, to me, I don't, we don't eat that much uh, meat, but uh, there's nothing more delicious than if you can find grass fed, um, really healthy Italian sausage. Oh my gosh. Oh my like, gosh. Kind of like spicy. Mm -hmm. Oh, it makes everything taste better. So yeah, it's, it's just the way to just eat, like we said, heat and eat. You don't have to slave in the kitchen to be healthy. People think, and I understand this because I wasn't always a healthy eater. I mean, I, it wasn't too long ago, back in the nineties, I used to work at a nonprofit, um, 
I mean, I would open up a can of soup, Progresso, and I would throw in some pasta and uh, that morning, and that would be my lunch. I would thought it was healthy. I mean, I thought I would. So if you have to, it's, it's a progression. Health, the health journey, wherever you are is great. Then you add a little bit more and add and learn and add and learn. And that's perfectly fine. I want to um, plant the seed for an ingredient that yeah. I think people get very squirmy and are very squeamish about, but it can add such a depth of character to soups and beans, and that is seaweed. There, I know. There are so many different kinds of seaweed. And mm-hmm. what I like to do is get dulse flakes. There's a company uh-huh. in Maine. I think it's I think it's just called seaweed seaweed.com and it's it's in Maine. Okay. And uh-huh. I order it, um, you know, the dulse flakes, and I sprinkle it on my avocados. I put it on oh. the dog's food, um, and which yeah. makes the dog just go nuts. She just loves it. I put oh. it in soups. I put it in beans. I will put an avocado, you know, like on uh, sprouted bread with the seaweed on it and, oh my and salt and pepper, and it's so good. It is so delicious. Yeah. yeah, and you would never know. You don't ever know that it's in there, in the soups huh? and sauces and that kind of thing. I kind of slip it into most things that I'm doing, but I just make sure I do it when nobody's looking. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. We the sea, the sea vegetables, the seaweed, whatever you want to call it. We get iodine. We get all kinds of minerals. That's the key. And you know, unfortunately, um, you know, our soils are so every. And this is just a common uh, thing, the knowledge that the soil, because of all the commercial fertilizer. Even our vegetables are grown in depleted soils, so we're just not getting as many minerals as we used to. So we need to consciously add it, and that's one way to do it. You're oh, you're so glad you brought that up. And I have you one can't more. Taste it. I have one more yeah. um, seaweed thing, um, or sea, sea vegetable. Actually, is probably the the better way to to say it. Costco yeah. sells yeah. these snack packs, and it's toasted flavored nori strips and you get oh, them in the yeah. packs. I use them for dog treats. I give my dog her pill and I use that as the, the dog treat and they are so crunchy and mm. the flavor is divine. And wow. You know, in fact, I, um, my dog has thyroid problems. And so I started giving her seaweed regularly and we've, continue to just lower her thyroid. I'm um, not surprised. And yeah, why? Because and, it has iodine, iodine. Right. And I take that, yeah. too. And my thyroid is so much better now. Um, Amen. Yeah. Wow. What a story. I love hearing that. Um, so yeah, sea vegetables, anything you can add. And you know, the, the way you make this bone broth, um, one other little thing I, I didn't mention, and I'm going to add it to the recipe is because I kind of go, I do it sometimes and then I don't do it other times. But one thing you can do, some recipes call for a little splash of apple cider vinegar, mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. helps to leach out the minerals from the bones. Some say, yeah, it doesn't make any difference. Other people say, yeah, it does. So why not just add it? You can't taste it after the final product is done. And, you know, ACV is uh, just a miracle thing anyway. So 
Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I usually, oh, uh, I, I think I usually use Bragg's um, apple yeah, cider yeah, vinegar with the, you know, what's called with the mother. And so you get the benefits of the good gut flora and that kind of, you know, the micro probiotics yeah. and all that lovely, lovely stuff. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. So it doesn't, so it doesn't, it doesn't take that much to be healthy. It's just planning ahead. You know, like we're, we're talking about today, just plan a little bit ahead, make your broth ahead of time. If you want to, if not, just buy it. Or if that's all you can do is get the store bought fine and throw in some vegetables and um, make your soup and add your extras that you want. But it's just such so economical, Mel, don't you think? It's so economical. It's so healthy. It's so um, comforting, too. So, oh, yeah. yes. So, and if you don't have, you know, let's, let's say you do buy the bone broth. It doesn't take any time to make the soup. No. You just, you know, get you a big old pot and dump some, some vegetables in there with the, with the stock and, you know, throw a bay leaf here or there or whatever you feel like. Just play with it. You know, you just, I agree. You just play. You know, throw in yeah. some oregano or a couple of bay leaves and some salt and some pepper and or um, uh-huh. chili powder. I, I like to put chili powder in in soups. Uh, just oh, I know it's just to add some. I don't know. It just takes because because vegetables on their own are bland. You have to spice them up, and you should. And um, if you if you you know not should, but you could. Let's just say that. I mean, that's an <laughs> option. And. Um, and then, you know, I definitely think fresh Parmesan cheese on there. Parmesan cheese is really, is pretty good. Very few people have some digestive problems with it, especially if you get the one that comes from Italy. Right. Raggiani or something like that. Right. Um, yeah. Costco sells a big, uh, already grated bin of it. I mean, it's like probably a last uh, two people a couple of weeks. We use it. <laughs> Maybe longer, but we use a lot of it. We use a lot of it. Yeah. Um, So good. Good Health does not have to taste bad. You don't have to suffer. It could be delicious. Yeah. So. Absolutely. So, so Kathy, you're going to uh, give us a recipe for soup uh, with with the bone broth, and we'll put that in the show notes as well as uh, we'll post it on the list serve. So, you know, we should be able to be able to get that out to people. And so, Kathy, tell us uh, how people could get in touch with you if they wanted to do that. Of course. I'll spell out my email address. And I'm also on the list if you haven't... uh, This is so much fun. If you're interested to join, you have a listserv. Uh, You could tell people about that. So if anyone's on the list, just you could see my email there, Kathy, K-A-T-H-Y at K-A-T-H-Y. And then my last name, Strahan, S as in Sam, T as in Tom, R-A-H-A-N as in Nancy. It's like Michael Strahan, that <laughs> right. commentator, football player guy. Okay, so Kathy at KathyStrahan.com. And you'll have that at the on the website. One more thing I wanted to uh, throw out to people, if anyone's interested in reading more about how our food has evolved into more of the industrial 
food. I've got two recommendations that are fun to read, and I don't know if you've read them yet, uh, Mel, oh. but they're, they're not hard to read. It's not scientific. It's, they're two food journalists, and one of them I know you've heard of, Michael Pollan. Oh, right. I've I read all of his stuff. Oh, my God. Isn't it? And it's not. It's fun reading, isn't it? Oh, yes. Yes, yes. Okay, spell. Um, do you know how to spell his last name? Yes, I do. P-O-L-L-A-N as in Nancy. Pollen. Right. Michael Pollen. I'll right. send that to you, too. And then Michael Moss, M-O-S-S. Michael Moss. He has some really great books. Um, one of them, Salt, Sugar, Fat. It's very entertaining. Very entertaining. Oh, I haven't about, read that. Yeah. Oh, it's delightful. All these, both of these authors are on Bard or probably on Bookshare too. And Michael Moss is a crack up. I mean, his books are funny. You laugh out loud and Pollen too. <laughs> you just laugh out loud. And that's not easy to do. Uh, it's not easy to be funny uh, if you're <laughs> writing. Michael Moss writes about how you better believe that the executives of these big food uh, manufacturers, they don't eat their food. Heck no. They would never feed their food to their families. So anyway, it's funny. It's just interesting. It's, yeah. So okay, those so, two, so there's Michael many, Moss, many others. Michael Moss Michael and Michael, Michael Pellin. And, uh-huh. and I'll send those two, too. I'll send those two, too. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. That, that's great. Yeah. I'm excited. Now I could talk to you all day. I could talk to you. I just want to move in with you. Of course, you live in the snow region, so I don't know, but we'll think about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's so it's much true. fun. We have so much fun. It's true. So, Kathy, I appreciate you being on on our listserv as well because you contribute so much to it. And sometimes I don't always have the time to go in and respond to everyone. And I, I just a, a, appreciate your presence there. So I just want to thank you for that. Well, Thank you. That made my day. I appreciate that. I enjoy I enjoy it. I really do. And if I could help anybody, just email me. Thank you, Mel, for thinking about me and inviting me on to talk about this. It's fun. All right, Kathy. Thank you so much. Hey, glad you could make it. Yeah. Wow. It sounds like that single word could tell quite the story. You have no idea. My wife and I got into it because each of us thought the other had taken out the recycling And now it has to wait another week. And then the dog... (laughs) Well, you get the idea. Sounds really stressful. It is. And on top of it, I have a physical tomorrow, and I know my doctor is going to tell me about how I should reduce my stress and take better care of myself. Have you considered yoga? Not even a little bit. I'm not a -a hug-a-tree kind of guy. And I'm afraid that if I tried some of those poses, not even the jaws of life could get me out of them. Yeah, Yoga has gotten an interesting reputation over the years. I shied away from it for a while because I have my own faith and it just sounded too woo-woo, mystical or something. Then a friend turned me on to the yoga workouts produced by Blind Alive. I think of them as yoga for everyday people. What I mean is everything is well described, so there's no guesswork. It's more practical than mystical, and you can choose from any or all of three workouts. One is done primarily in a chair, one is done almost entirely on the floor, and the other uses seating, standing, and floor poses. It feels really good and really natural. I could use a bit more of that in my life. And there's no reason you couldn't do it together as a family. While the workouts are described for people who are blind or visually impaired, They are effective for everyone. We're all so hurried, so scattered, and so stressed. Maybe I'll give these a try. 
If you're curious, you can always listen to samples of each of the workouts. Just visit www.blindalive.com for all the details. Let's book it. Recently, a podcast listener recommended a book to me, and, of course, I couldn't resist. The book is called Mind Over Meds, Know When Drugs Are Necessary, When Alternatives Are Better, and When to Let Your Body Heal on Its Own. And this is by Andrew Weil. This is available on BARD and in other places as well. This book has a very self-explanatory title, which I like, because when you read, you know exactly what you're getting. There are all different sections that you can look at, and especially with the daisy navigation in the Bard book, this is very easy. So you can learn about medications for heartburn and allergies and ADHD and mental health and medications for children and for the elderly. There are all different categories, and so that makes it very easy. I would give this book four out of five glasses of lemon water. I did have some reservations recommending the book. First of all, Dr. Weil collaborates with various contributors, and so the quality of the chapters varies a bit. It seems that some chapters are very scientifically based and have a lot of research behind them. Others almost seem like they are going with the approach of, you should or should not do this because I told you so. And for something this important, I really feel that the scientific research is important. Also, in each chapter, at least one case is given to showcase how the use of medications can go wrong. And this could leave the reader feeling a little gun-shy, or at least it did me. And it almost felt like they were picking the most extreme cases to showcase the dangers of these medicines. And I really felt like it would have been helpful to know how often does this side effect happen? How often do you see things like this? It's very telling that it happens at all. And so I think it is important to be aware and to know what we're taking and why we're taking it. It just seemed that the approach was a bit more hype than help, at least to my way of thinking. This is a book I will probably refer back to. For example, if my doctor wanted to start me on a new kind of medication, I would likely want to read that section and consider and discuss possible alternatives. Overall, I think this is a good read. It's definitely more of a reference book than a leisure read, but very educational all the same, and it might cause you to reconsider or reevaluate the medicines you take, but it might also help you decide to modify your lifestyle so that the use of some of these medicines might be unnecessary. I hope you got a lot out of this podcast today. It's it's always fun for me to do podcasts. It just I really like doing it. And I want to tell you a little bit about some things that are that are coming up. Of course, we always have the blog 
and we have the newsletter that you can subscribe to. So then the blog will show up for you every week as well as announcements of new promotions. Right now we have a buy one, get one promotion going, which if you are a uh, subscriber to the newsletter, you've you've known about that for probably a couple weeks. So go to the website. If you go to the website now and look on the shopping cart, if you get order a workout, you will be able to get a workout at the same price or less than the original price for free. So that's that's a great thing that's happening right now. And that's for the website only. That does not extend to the app. I'm sorry to say, but eventually maybe we'll be able to make that happen too. We do have the app, the Eyes Free Fitness app. If you go to the app store and search for Blind Alive, all one word, it will pop up for you. Also, the links are going to be in the show notes for everything. And in the app, you can listen to the to the podcast. You can read the blog. You can purchase and download your workouts. And um, it's all right there. The other thing I want to tell you about is we're going to be doing a conference call pretty soon with the intention of talking with you about a new project uh, that I'm in the process of creating. And I want to make sure that I create it in a way that works for people. And so I would like to have engagement from you, the listeners, so that I make sure that I can, that I create something that is valuable to you and is something that you will want. So stay tuned for that. And the best way to know about that is through the newsletter. Uh, So encourage you to do that. So I'm going to stop babbling now. And I hope everybody has a wonderful two weeks and we'll be talking with you in a couple of weeks. Take care.